The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells, and with me today are Maureen O'Connor, New York sex columnist. Hey, Maureen. Hey, David. And Allison Davis of The Cut. Allison, it's good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Today we're going to be devoting our entire episode to an interview with the people behind a threesome matchmaking service called Three-Way Dating Club, which we learned during the interview actually grew out of a sugar daddy website called Sugar Dating, and then they spun into Sugar Threesome, and now it's just the normal three-way dating club. The company is run by a guy named Patrick Fahey, and he's working with a younger woman named Rachel Ford, who he actually met in The Lifestyle. And now here's that interview. We'll be back to talk a little bit about it afterward. Patrick and Rachel, welcome. Thank you so much. Allison, I know talking to these guys has been especially exciting for you. So do you want to maybe kick things off? <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like I should let you guys kind of explain uh, your roles with Three-Way Dating Club. But Patrick, you're the founder. Personally, I've been interested in um, how a threesome gets arranged ever since Thrinder, the, the Tinder for threesomes. That never really worked for me. So I've been wondering, like everyone kind of seems to want to be in a threesome, but nobody knows how to be in one. So when I read about a three-way dating um, matching club, I was so interested to find out all the secrets of how you you join groups together. I've been involved in matchmaking with other, um, I would say, alternative forms of dating uh, matchmaking for the last several years. And and invented um, a process with a couple of uh, PhDs and some other people called authentic matching. And what we found was in online dating sites, which is one way that people try to get involved with threesomes, everybody lies. You know, guys pretend they're couples, they're really not. Girls pretend they're something they're not. Guys pretend they're girls. It's just a lot of, um, of bullcrap. So we, um, we decided to go into the space in a couple ways about a year ago and take that process that we use, the authentic matching process, which is really just a bunch of questions and answers and getting to understand who the person is and what they want, and apply that into three-way. And the results have been absolutely remarkable. And the, the data and the types of threesomes we thought we would be focused on versus the types of threesomes we actually do is, is really, really you know, fascinating. Yeah, what was the surprise there? is um, single uh, white females who are interested in anonymous threesomes with two men. We, uh, we, didn't, we did not see that one coming. I think neither of the female co-hosts here are surprised to learn that women wanted... <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> if you do want the two dicks, unicorn. but the, the, the question is... The fine line between having a three-way and getting sort of like double teamed or being outnumbered <laughs> is kind of terrifying. Or like even back it up, trying to present that to two men you've just met, it scares them. It's like right. I have never been successful in presenting that uh, to two dudes and having it work You know, out. I want to know all the secrets of how, you know, you make these things work. But I'm wondering if first maybe you could back up a little and explain to us um, how your matchmaking service actually works. You mentioned data, but you also mentioned, you know, getting to know people for real. So like if somebody came to your matchmaking service, can you just walk us through like if you interview them in person, just how you get started, how it actually works? It all starts with an application. Uh, if you go to threewaydating.com mm-hmm. uh, or if you go to Sugar Threesomes, which is the, the sister site, um, you fill out who you are, what you want, and submit pictures. And then from there, we make an assessment. If you're somebody, first of all, that can we even match? 
So you guys, um, you guys are looking at those applications sort of yourselves actually in full. It's not just some algorithm that's going over information that's been supplied. Exactly. And that's the whole thing with personal matchmaking. You know, why personal matchmaking is kind of making a comeback. You know, Rachel goes through, we'll, we'll talk about it like, oh, we've got another couple from Toronto. What do you think? Here's a guy from Oklahoma, but he's over 60. He's not attractive. He doesn't really look like he's going to, you know, fit into any, any, other, any other things. We, we offer membership. Um, which is a, a very nominal fee because we are a for-profit, mm-hmm. um, a for-profit service. What is the membership fee? The membership fee is sixty-nine dollars. Ah, a solid number. <laughs> <laughs> well chosen for for a membership like eternally or. No, no, that, that's for that's for two years. And there's a uh-huh. lot of things in the membership. You get invited um, to different parties and events that we host around the uh, around the country, which is a great way to meet open-minded people. You get some preliminary dating coaching um, advice about about three ways you get discounts on adult novelties. Do you get infinite matches with your sixty nine dollar membership fee? <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, no. The difference between online dating and matchmaking is online dating can give you infinite, unlimited mm-hmm. access to whoever you want to talk to for you know for the whole month, and there is no additional cost. With matchmaking, we have a distinct cost. For everybody we have to interview, every time we have to run search, every time we have to trade emails. Every, so there's a, there's a huge labor um, right. cost associated with effective matchmaking. It makes us great at it, but it makes it difficult. You want to make sure everybody's compatible. Right. So you, you sort of concierge the experience in addition to matching couples and singles or three singles with each other. Right. And we super serve the females. Females are free. Oh, that's so nice. How many members are in are in the three way dating clubs? Just in the last thirty days, we had a thousand twenty three applicants. So we're not even done, um, anywhere near done even processing all the applicants. So you have to be you, you have to be admitted. It's like applying to college. Yep, that's step one. How many unicorns are in the club? Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I think. Just in three-way dating applications, we have over three, 323. So does that mean that most of the people who are in your club have already had threesomes before? There are like some first-timers in there, too. Great. So do you remember that last report of what the percentages of people who had never been in a threesome? Yeah, I think it was like high 80s, like 89% or something. So he pays his $69 membership fee, and then he also pays when he's ready to get matched per match? Correct. A girl comes in, she's free. She's now in the database. Okay, mm-hmm. she's probably going to get matched. A couple, they pay the sixty-nine dollars. They go into the database. They may right. or may not get matched. You know, maybe with a with a guy or something. You know, who knows? Uh-huh. Who the guys come in and they just sit there because there's very few couples are looking for another guy. So if the guys aren't actively trying to hire us to mm-hmm. pursue them for matching, they're they're probably not going to get matched. Ah, the economics of the three-way. So then what, what is this sort of additional fee? How does it sort of break out? So he pays a $69 membership fee. Single guy really wants two chicks. He pays you again to get to make that happen, to secure it? It starts with a couple hundred dollars if they're very simple matches. They say mm-hmm. if you're in New York City, you know, we've got so many girls in, in New York City, it's just very easy. If you're in, like, Oklahoma and you're in the middle of nowhere and you want, like, two hot girls and you don't, want to fly them in and mm-hmm. you don't want to have them from anywhere you need them from down the street it goes um it goes up oh uh, like matchmakers we work off the same business model as a headhunter does, it, does ah. that make sense yeah. so you like give them a price quote that you know you're like all right 
lonely guy in Oklahoma that has very demanding needs. <laughs> You're going to be, here's your, your price estimate for what it'll be. And then he'll negotiate out that on its own before you guys start matching. So it'll be a different fee for each person. Right. I'll give you an example. I had a guy in New York City, mm-hmm. you know, cocky lawyer, and he wanted a five foot ten redheaded model ah. that was an equestrian who skied wow. for national covers and was bisexual. You're being like a private investigator at that point. <laughs> he already has one woman in mind. Right. There's only one woman who It's like Karen Nelson, that's what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you are. You are. You're being a recruiter. You're being so you're you're just like you're just like a headhunting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get some guy that can fix your computers. That's one thing. Get a head of IT that understands, you know, these technology things and, and a growing company. That guy's harder to get. It costs more money. So I, I said, fine. I, I found the girl for him. And like an idiot, I didn't take the money up front, but I found the girl, you know, for him. But I, but I charged him $15,000. $15,000 to find that match. And that's just you finding the match, not even guaranteeing that she's going to, like, want to go on the date? I mean, you must have had to just recruit that woman cold, right? Or was she in your well, database? Well, we, um, we don't charge people matches unless there actually is a connection. We, okay. we don't promise anything beyond the connection. But if someone goes, talks to someone on the phone once and goes, fuck you, I don't ever want to meet you, we don't count those okay. matches for customer service reasons. How did you find that woman? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just go recruiter? Like... We're, uh, we have recruiters in different cities. Uh-huh. We work with modeling agencies. We have online advertising. You know, the New York Post has covered some of our stuff. We've got good optimization organically. And you know, we're the only one that does what we do when we talk about freeway, when we talk about sugar. There's there's nobody else that, that, that does it. So if you know what you're looking for and you find us, you know, we're it. What kind of modeling agencies do you work with? Can't keep all my secrets. There are all kinds of models. <laughs> all I work right. With runway. I work with brand. I work with adult. I work with bikini fitness. There's a lot of models who have uh-huh. trouble eating, and a rich man who can feed them is something that comes, um, you know, in, in handy. And then, you know, a lot of models are happen to be, you know, bisexual or, or or open to other things. I didn't realize it was so formal. I guess I thought mostly it was um, you mining the pre-existing dating base. It's kind of funny that like. I could go out to a bar and bump into one of your recruiters. It feels like there's CIA spies everywhere, kind of. Like, I never know I'll be approached. Yeah. It's it's exactly right. And here's the other thing is because our club, like, we invented discretion solutions. So we've got a lot of married guys that come in. And we've got married couples. And married couples usually don't want their neighbors to know that they have sex with 22-year-old girls. It's a combination of technology, preparedness, and then some stuff I've learned from uh, some people that I know that happen to be uh, operatives. It's all about covering your trail, um, being careful. I have a guy that pays us an extra $500 a month to have his parking validated at a particular restaurant that he does not eat at. This is so, like, insidious. This is way more of a web than I thought it was. So after there has been a match like or a date, do you have a meeting where you, like, you know, break down what happened? Is there, do you get feedback from the clients and? It's a paid service. So if they've, um, you know, paid for advanced dating coaching, you know, most of the time guys will be like, oh, I don't need dating coaching. I'm a really good looking guy and I've got a big, you know, belly and I'll be fine with my bald head. And if you go, okay, you know, because no skin off our back, um, then they'll kind of come back and be like, I was with two beautiful Victoria's Secrets models and they... Wanted to have sex with each other and didn't really want me in the room. What did I do wrong? 
And then we um, we have image consultants that work for us. You know, we've got the coaching, and we'll break it down, and, and we'll we'll talk about what they did wrong and what, what they could do better. Can you give us the breakdown of, say, just like men versus women in the three-way dating club? Roughly 20% females, roughly 30% males, and the rush being couples, and couples were over 90% um, male-female. There was a couple male-male couples, mm-hmm. and there were some uh, female-female couples. Of that 90% of heterosexual couples that are looking for a third, what's the proportion of them that are looking for a woman versus a man for their third? Almost all are looking for uh, are looking for a woman. The unicorn. What's the most difficult three-way match you've had to make, Rachel? Probably a man from Kansas mm-hmm. who was like, 50 and not exceptionally attractive, but I kind of had a soft spot for him because he was a really nice guy. Uh So I ended up managing to find two females who were interested. And they were just in your database, those two women? Uh Uh-huh. So what kind of legwork goes into it then for you, since you said this was sort of a difficult match to make? It's just a lot of emailing members and saying, you know, finding out which ones are just super interested in aesthetics or which ones are more interested in personality. She's, a, she's an amazing matcher yeah. because she's such a good listener. And that's the thing. Is like when we <laughs> yeah, I don't talk. <laughs> yeah, she, she listens. How did you guys meet? How did you guys find one another in this crazy <laughs> world? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel? I think yeah, Rachel, why don't you tell the story? <laughs> um, well, the honest answer is I was doing some research because I've been interested in um, the alternative lifestyles. I was just on all these crazy websites, and he messaged me on one of them and then quickly converted me to the telephone, and we talked for, like, five hours straight that night. Oh, wow. When was this? How long ago? <laughs> December 18th, I think. Oh. Oh, so a few months ago. So you guys met okay. first in a sort of romantic context then. It was like on an intellectual level because okay. when you're on those sites, like most of the guys are just like, you're really hot, I want to fuck you. But he was uh-huh. just asking me like personal questions. And so I'd say on an intellectual level. So then do you guys have a relationship or did you have a romantic relationship? We have a an all-encompassing relationship. Okay. We're friends, we're business partners, you know. Do you, have, do you have any really specific sort of thrilling or inspiring three-way stories that you could tell us? Rachel, I'd love to hear your personal three-way story. I don't know why. I feel yeah. like you got some secrets over there. <laughs> it's the quiet ones that are always, you know, three-ways. But uh, I guess I'll just, my first one was pretty fun, but I was so, so nervous because I'm pretty introverted. So um, I chose the route of two guys because... Who doesn't want to be, you know, totally worshipped by two dudes? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dream. <laughs> Allison and I are so, both um, nodding in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just started off like we met beforehand um, a couple times. We we went to like dinner, you know, hung out, whatever. Just like the three of you. To the outside eye, it would just yeah, the three of us. It would just be like oh, a girl and her two friends. And, and how did you find these couple- two guys? Who were they to you? I had I had Patrick help me. So. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so Patrick Patrick helped set up your first three way. Got it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> the club. So you yeah. went you went on to a couple. You went out with them a couple times. Yeah, we just hung out, just like friends, and then because I, I wasn't going to do it if I wasn't you yeah. know attracted to them on all levels, which isn't important to to a lot of people, but to mm-hmm. me it was. So, and then I was comfortable with it, and then um, I just 
ended up going over to one of their houses, and it was fun. <laughs> Were the two of them like a pre-existing friends or pair, or it was sort of three singles who all came together? Three singles who all came together. It was pretty, it was pretty magical. Gotcha. <laughs> Sounds magical. Uh-huh. Great to have you on. Thanks so much for talking to us. Sure. Absolutely. If you guys need uh, anything else or in terms of data or stories, et cetera, just uh, reach out. We think you've got a great show here. Really, really excited with the work you're doing. I think it's very important and very uh, compelling. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye. So uh, that was weirder <laughs> than I expected. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had such earnest expectations. Me I thought too. they were really sweetly trying to hook people up into threesomes. Yeah, me too. And I was like, I'll get some personal advice out of this deal. I'll learn a little bit more about how, like, what it takes to have a successful threesome. That was... The economics ooh. of the three-way was really fascinating to hear it coming from a man who's career is basically about sort of commodifying and pricing out relationships. And that was, to me, sort of surprising because you always hear people using those supply and demand metaphors when they talk about sex and particularly say something like a three-way, that idea of a unicorn. And so here's the guy that can literally price. It's going to be $15,000 to get you a tall, hot redhead. It's going to be several thousand dollars to get you the two women in Kansas, the only ones. It's so sort of direct that it made me really uncomfortable, actually. I know a lot of talk about the being hooked into modeling agencies and uh, made me feel like very uncomfortable. You know, these girls have to eat. So hook them up with that was that was a really gross thought. You know, the funny thing also is comparing that to earlier a few months ago for the Sex Lives print column. We did a story on three ways. Right. And I interviewed the Thrinder guy. And it was sort of amazing to me how remarkably different they're sort of the way they ended up in this three way dating club emerged out of an already very sort of like capitalist enterprise, the sugar daddy um, matching. Thrinder was this sort of very innocent, like a kid who was like his first start, or he did like one startup before. They were super young, both of them. And it was a couple, a boyfriend, girlfriend that had always been monogamous. And they were just fantasizing about three ways. They actually never even had one. As of the time that I did, we did that story, which was a few months ago, they actually had never realized their three-way goal. They'd said, how do you find someone? I know I'll make an app. Maybe we'll do it, but they never do. I remember the um, the girlfriend compared it. Like, I always say, I'd love to go to Australia. I'd love to have a three-way. So they made this sort of like app out of this sort of optimistic, unsure point of view where it sounds like Patrick and really knew like, here's the market demand. Here's how I'm going to get there. You know, one thing that was interesting to me was I had this weird kind of gross feeling like, oh, these people are doing something that's maybe in some legal gray area. But then I started thinking like, well, how different is that from a normal matchmaking service? No, this is really true. And um, it is actually true that most matchmaking services, people pay a membership fee and it is pretty common to also pay for extra matches. And or women for are generally matches. admitted for free. They're women the are usually free. free. So it's not that unusual. If this is actually, the economic model is pretty similar to other matchmaking sites. What was it about that interview that made our skin crawl a little? I think it was like the using phrases like, you know, they have to eat. And then like that's, yeah. you know, a reason to kind of recruit these girls. It's more directly sexual because I think a matchmaking service when it's just like two individuals, even though there is sort of a whiff of, you know, rich guys paying for a match in a service where the women date for free, which is not all of them, but that does commonly happen sometimes. You assume that they're going to end up in a relationship, whereas this sort of three-way matchmaking, we assume that the end goal is an encounter. Like he said, it's all about casual dating. And maybe they do, you know, become friends and stay friends. And that's perfectly a thing that happens all the time. But um, I think it's that is how directly 
sexual it is in the context of money. I also, I guess I didn't like how we were kind of, all of a sudden I was like, are you the Saul Goodman of threesomes? Because he was discussing, like, wiping people's tracks clean and, like... Oh, uh, yeah, that was that so was, crazy. That was really weird. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even understand how we got there, but the, the idea of, like, helping people cover up their tracks or... So, Allison, did you learn anything that you can put to use? Uh, absolutely nothing, yeah. actually. <laughs> I'm going to stick with Thrinder, I think. Yeah. So that's it for Sex Lives. Thanks so much to Patrick and Rachel of Three Way Dating. Our producer this week is Sam Dingman. Thanks also to Henry Malofsky, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And for Allison Davis and Maureen O'Connor, I'm David Wallace-Wells. Talk to you next time, and thanks for listening.